Welcome back to the podcast, guys. I'm Byron Lazine, and I am here with Jason Cassidy. What's up? From Compass here in San Diego. This was not intended. No, that placement. was definitely intended. This was. It's this is what I wore. T- <laughs> this is what I was wearing today <laughs> and so, every day. And every, so, backstory: Byron's here in San Diego. Right I am now, here in San Diego in which my is, turf. And I, how long have we been connected on social? Like five on years, Instagram or whatever. Yeah, five years. It seems years, like for a while. Like so like, I've been in the business for six and a half. So five, six. I looked at early on. I looked at my text and you were like, "I'm in the lobby." I turned around, like I instantly was able to pick you out of the crowd because right. I'm like, "Dude, I feel like I know you." Yeah. See, that's how that's how social media works. You gotta yeah. love it. So when I'm here in like anywhere and I'm we're here in San Diego, I'm like, "Oh man, who are the San Diego peeps I need to reach out to?" Yep. You were like first one that came to mind, nice. and I'm just super pumped that we're doing this. So. I'd love your background story and you can go as far back as you want Yeah. on your personal story and, and then certainly tie that into how you got into real estate and then ultimately how you ended up at Compass. Absolutely. So I was born November 28th, 1985 and about nine and a half months before that. Just kidding. You said as <laughs> far back as I want to go, 85. right? All right. Uh, just kidding. So uh, I started off, I moved here to San Diego from Sacramento uh, about eight hours north, the capital yep. of California, but completely different world. Moved down here when I was working at Wells Fargo. I was a branch manager. Um, did it for about a year and a half, and I, I just didn't like it. I hated it. So I started researching out other professions, got my real estate license, uh, ventured out, and uh, worked as a real estate agent for about five years with an indie brokerage down here. And then uh, that was about mid-last year. I started to build my team out, and uh, we're up to seven agents now on the team. And then about eight months ago, so that would have been August of last year, we joined Compass. And so uh, Compass was still relatively new here in San Diego, still is, just had our one year anniversary uh, here in San Diego, but it's been no looking back. So we, uh, we're just now a team of seven at Compass, rocking in downtown San Diego. So Compass is the craze in the real estate industry, and they're going to talk a lot about Compass I'm sure. here over yeah. the next 24 hours. Um, I'm sure. W- is, there, is there something to the craze, or is it just... A slicker brand. No, I think there's a. Well, and I'm jumping right into yeah, it. Yeah, for the way. sure. I'm like, I, I'm like getting right at you it. You know what I, I like about it is I have the ability to kind of remove myself and look at it from a macro and be kind of unbiased, even though I'm biased in the sense because I'm in it. But well, I you're can biased see now, but because of your five years at the indie and sure, in like what I, what I'm I'm not a homer for it though too. So it's yeah. it's not like it's the best company because I work there. It's not the case. Like there's growing pains. We're growing really fast. So sometimes the support on the back end seems overwhelmed. You know the marketing stuff that got us over there. You know that used to be able to get a turn time of a day or two for custom pieces now it takes five or six you know what i mean because we're growing so fast so that's it's not like all bells and whistles but it is a fantastic brokerage and so i had to ask myself when we joined in too is that i had never worked at a national brokerage so i asked some of my colleagues i said is this how all national brokers is this how remax is this is how berkshire hathaway is right because i didn't know i came from an indie brokerage so to me it was amazing but that just could have been a national brokerage thing. And the, the feedback I've gotten from the people at Compass who came from other national brokerages was, is, no, it's, it's different. And I don't know if that's because, you know, Compass goes out of their way to really say that the agents are our clients. So a lot of the decisions they're doing, the, the moves they're making are for their agents first, knowing that if they keep their agents happy, the, the agents will keep their clients happy. Um, that's kind of Any my smart take. broker needs to take that model. You think, yeah. right? You think. I know a lot of brokerages, I feel like they just kind of throw, what is it, throw it, the spaghetti against the wall and see who sticks, and then they just wash, rinse, repeat, and do it again. Well, Compass has a different take. They they actually start with you know barriers of entry. You have to have certain minimum thresholds to come in because they want to keep a culture of excellence, I guess you'd say. That might be a Homer word mm-hmm. coming out. But I think there, there's a little bit of a different take instead of just throwing everybody in and just staying who's, seeing who sticks. 
Um, and then there's the stuff that, you know, I personally like the branding, you know, the marketing support, the, the things like that, that I do like that. I'm a little bit of a homer for, um, it, it, it's a, it's been a great move so far. So I, I will listen. I've said this to my own, uh, broker. Mm -hmm. I've said best brand in the industry right now yeah. is sure. my own no, compass. Mm. Hey, oh. right. So I agree with you. I mean like the branding meaning, but the brand, the slickness of it, yep. There has to be something behind it for it to have longevity. Everybody understands that for sure. And there's other. I love Douglas Elliman's branding. They're yeah. just they're newer out here in San Diego too. I think they're about a year, two years out. Um, you know, we're only about a year in, but they're an East Coast company that's come out. Uh, fantastic branding here locally. We have Sotheby's, a Pacific Sotheby's branch that's right. fantastic. I love their luxury. Who's, who's always dominated the locks? Is it has it always been Sotheby's before? Out here, Sotheby's. Yeah, it's Pacific Sotheby's. Steve yeah. Games is CEO. He was with uh, Prudential. They got bought by Berkshire Hathaway. He went on a little five year hiatus on his non-compete, came back, started Pacific Sotheby's, and now he's grown that into the number one brand here in San Diego. Do for you sure. find people look at Compass and they're like, mm, just luxury, or is it an open brand for every price It's point? definitely an open brand when you jump into it. We have, but the, the thing is, and here in San Diego, you, you talk about North County, Coastal, La Jolla, Del Mar, things like that. That's where your high volume producers are who Compass tends to go after first. So when we came out, and I say we, but when Compass came out to San Diego, they bought PS Platinum, which was a, a luxury brand up in Del Mar. And so, of course, then growing from Del Mar into La Jolla into Rancho Santa Fe, all their producers were luxury producers. Yeah. So it had the caveat or like the thing that, oh, well, Compass is the luxury brand because we're not in Chula Vista or East County or anything like that. It doesn't necessarily mean we can't be out there. It just I think that there's a little bit of a like a perception that that's all we do because that's all the agents that we've recruited up to this right, point. Right. And it's probably what similar about, on the East Coast. What about you personally? Are you dipping into a mix of both? We have a listing right now for uh, two hundred fifty thousand. We have a listing oh, for four, a listing for four, four million. Same way we rolled. Yep. So we have we just that. listed a, a place in La Jolla for four million, and we're we're closing tomorrow on a two hundred fifty four thousand dollar listing. We d we do it all. That's you awesome. Know? Yeah. And certainly if you're bringing, are you bringing like new agents Yep. right now? Yeah. Yep. And so Compass, again, they don't necessarily like, they're probably, they don't want us bringing in brand new agents because again, with the thresholds and thing like that. So the agents that I've brought into my team have done some deals, okay. um, but they're not so they're top against, producers. Not against, I don't want to say they're against it. Correct. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't, and I don't know how it is outside of San Diego. I'm not against it, but obviously. They prefer not yeah. to bring in brand new where somebody like maybe let's just use KW as the example. For, yeah, they would sure. love to have brand new and get them through their system for sure the way they do it right yep exactly it's a it's a little bit of a different um culture fit in that sense yeah you have your kw's uh exps or the mcmillan or all these companies that seek after new people and then mm -hmm. you've got compass which is not necessarily the, the case there exps ma made some noise here but that, that's not let's, let's no get no, no. yeah they're they're growing a lot yeah. too they're going really fast yeah they are yeah, yeah big time out here i think they jumped up to number uh five or six like on the real trends report in just this year yeah or something like that it's no, big and actually the list we've got the list over here yeah, too yeah, they're yeah. in the top five or six for actually. sides i think they do more yeah. sides you know what i mean and they're so their average price point is you know two or three hundred thousand nationally whereas you know a, a different brokerage might be seven or eight hundred thousand i think they just do more sides more volume correct yeah 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 absolutely all right let, let's shift away from the compass talk sure. because this is not a compass it, it isn't unless sponsored I by i mean Robert's here. I don't know. We've been. Uh, he can throw us a couple bucks. Here's the deal. We do don't this. have a lot of money right now. That's that's kind of our mo. Is we don't like to spend money. Yeah, so no, I don't know if we could get. <laughs> I don't know if you can get a sponsorship yeah. on this. <laughs> well, I don't think I'm gonna get a sponsorship, but they're spending plenty. Yeah, sarcasm. If you're um, if you're listening yes. on the audio. Yeah, 100. Uh, percent Let's talk a little bit about what's really connected us. Yeah. Right. Which is that social engagement. 
engaging on i think it's been instagram mostly where yeah. we've we've kind of jammed how important has that been to building your business big time uh, it's exclusive not exclusive but it's like number one i mean it is by far and away the best thing that's happened to my business and i think it's because again i'm, I'm six years in the business now maybe i came up when facebook and instagram were available i wasn't 15 years ago it wasn't an option you had mm -hmm. to know how to cold call and door knock and things like that and that's it changed was the game. already they were you know facebook for sure was a mature platform yep six years ago yep N not saying that every mature agent knew how to use it yeah but the platform there was people on it yeah right so six years ago it was, it was fruitful and it's funny to see because there's there's agents here in san diego that are friends of mine there's seth o'burn he's a great agent he's a friend of mine here at sotheby's here and he crushes his social media presence but he's 15 years in the business and i'm six and so he built his business with facebook and I built it more with Instagram. And so to see the engagement I get on Instagram, it, it crushes, but he crushes Facebook because that's where he grew his following. Sure. And it just in the span of 10 years difference or something like that to see two different platforms. And, and now we've both, I mean, he's, he crushes, crushes, but um, it's, it's funny to see that. Whereas, you know, the, the 20 year old vets, they're not even on social media, but they dominate because they, ha they have farm mailers and door knocking and whatever. It is. Are you getting any vets that are like Jason, like, why are you wasting so much time on Instagram? Like you're, yeah, I mean, know. in a sense, I mean, uh, but to each their own, right? They, they, so like the number one guy in San Diego or downtown San Diego is Greg Newman. He's been around. He was in K Gary Keller's book, the millionaire real estate agent. Right. So, but he's farmed every building, ten, you know, 10,000 plus homes every month for 30 years. Right. So he's got, he's set. He doesn't need to jump on social media, but I can't compete with that. I need to find a yeah. different way in. Right. So for me coming up, always what I've said to, uh, I, I got to find a different battlefield because yeah. I'll lose there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You're not trying to go in and like fight this huge army with your, <laughs> it's like, not you gonna know, happen. bow and arrow. It's not going to happen. I got yeah. a ninja and come in from the backside and hit it through Instagram where nobody else is or Google AdWords, Zillow, you know, whatever it may be. Um, to, are at, you at buying the moment. Zillow leads? Mm -hmm. Oh, you, you are? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 gone down since the cost per lead has gone up, mm -hmm. especially since PA four, I think, which was in November mm -hmm. of last year. I think yep. I saw a little bit of a dip, um, but it's still three to one ROI. And as, as a businessman, if I give you a dollar and you give me three, I have to do that mm -hmm. until until it doesn't make sense anymore. Thought, yeah. mm -hmm. What else are you doing? You're buying Zillow leads. You're putting out your own content. Yep. On Con social platforms. C content's pretty much king for me for the last like three years. I started vlogging. Um, we're at episode 15 of our vlog. Um, we started doing. Sam convinced me to start doing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know what it is? Obviously, I think we both follow Gary Vee. We both watch a lot. I mean, yes. if you're in real estate, yeah. you see it a lot. And so I've, I've followed the, the thing that like you can do what they say, but really watch what they're doing. You know yeah. what I mean? And so when Gary V does it and then it's different industry, but then he has a one-on-one -on -one last year with Ryan Serhant at agent 2021. And then Ryan starts his vlog. I bet you something was said from Gary to Ryan right there yeah. to watch that. And it, so it, I'm not it, it watching what they're was, saying. Yeah. I'm watching what they're doing. Yeah. And if they're putting their time and money into it, I should probably be doing it well, too. I mean, we did it. The first one we did, this is going to be the really this trip, the San Diego trip is our yep. second vlog. Yeah. Because we're like, okay, it's San Diego. Like yeah. we're going to get so much content. Yeah, for sure. But, um, we went up to Boston for a one day thing. I was speaking on a panel. Boston. Boston. Yeah. I don't, how have do you say this company? Compass. I, okay. I, I don't have any, the weird Philly, accent. the Philly people when you're say from, compass. When you're from Connecticut, you don't have this weird you don't accent. Have the accent. Philly, right? Bo like Massachusetts people have this weird accent. Yeah. Connecticut, we just talked. You did say Norman. Boston, like, like with an accent. Did so I? Yeah. Uh, I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> well, you're from Connecticut too. Yeah. Right? You don't well, see it. Uh, yeah. Well, anyways, we went up there, did a little panel, but the whole thing, and I'm like, Sam, holy shit. 
Like this highlights everything we're doing. Yeah. So 5 a.m. call. Yep. Boom. It's in my day. Yep. It highlights that. Our marketing company there. We had a little lunch with one of our marketing clients while we were up there. Cause she's in that market. Yep. We're talking now about the marketing company. We're talking about the real estate company. I'm speaking like we're doing a pot. I don't think we did a podcast last time, but whatever. Like all these different avenues yep. and brands that we're building can now be shown in one block. And, and it doesn't, and this is the key, I think, it doesn't feel like you're selling. You're just documenting what you do every day, right? right? So when you're talking about reaching out to your sphere, which is where the majority of your business comes from anyways, and then they see that you're active and busy doing stuff every day, it reminds them that you're in real estate so that when they're ready, they call you. But you're not necessarily selling anything to them. You're just documenting what you're doing, but that is selling incognito kind of you're right you know what i mean it's just mind share yeah now yeah. i'm like i'm hooked i'm like okay we got to figure out how we can do all the stuff we have to do yeah. and add vlogs which vlogs is labor intensive in terms of the editing and it creating is. the story yeah if someone follows so I, I when i went out to miami for gary for agent 2021 i brought my videographer to vlog that i wish i knew i was there by the way were you yeah i wish i wish i knew you were oh there. i spoke i was on a panel yeah were you? After, afternoon. Maybe yeah. I saw the panel. Maybe. I was mm, afternoon panel. Not. So I, I brought my videographer, which is cool. But then that was about, you know, it was what, eight, nine hours of the day plus four hours the night before at the conference. So that was 12 hours. So then to edit it, he had to watch 12 hours of footage and then cut it all out and wow. then probably watch, you know, he probably took him a couple of weeks to edit that out. You know, it's not like we have D-Rock and all these guys who do it overnight. Like it took him a long time. It's, it's labor intensive to edit those. Yeah. But oh, it, it turns out fantastic. And it's content that I've got forever. It's long form content that I can cut up. So I've got now my speeches on, or the panels on there that I can use. Yeah. Dude, it's great. Awesome. And yep. what, what's your number one hack right now that you're finding? Like for me, IGTV I found has been really impactful since they changed like the ability to preview, to preview it, it and all this yeah. kind of stuff. What's been something over over the course of the last let's say three to four weeks or or three to four months that you're like this is really working? Instagram story swipe up ads. Yeah, best thing you could swipe possibly do. So you don't need ten thousand followers. These are just swipe up ads, right? Correct. So you, you go you into the Facebook one fo zero followers. Yep, yeah. Facebook Ads Manager. You deselect all the placements so that only Instagram Stories is left, and then you run your ad to it to your target. Mm -hmm. um, I ran a vertical swipe up ad uh, to La Jolla. I see you doing them. Yep, yeah. to La Jolla. That was like, hey La Jolla, what's up? You break the fourth wall. Hey, what's up? It's Jason Cassidy. I have a, a family looking for a, a home in, in your neighborhood. They've seen everything on the MLS. If you're thinking about selling soon, or you know anybody who is, swipe up. Leave your address. We got 22 swipe ups for $100. Got a 22 swipe ups. Two people left their address. One of them became a listing. $4 million listing. Instagram swipe $4 million up. million listing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just listed right now. $4 million. $100. Bucks. On a $4.80. CPL or cost per swipe, you know what I mean? And uh, if it ended I up being, give you a hundred, will you give me a four million dollar <laughs> every yeah, time? All the, all day. Yeah. Instagram story swipe up ads are probably the most underpriced lead generating arbitrage you can do right now. For your if your target target the target demographic is like twenty five to forty five, which mm -hmm. mine is, you know, I I created an avatar of myself and I market to that avatar. And so Instagram stories is that's where it is. Um, YouTube pre-roll is also really good. If you're looking for branding recognition, the, the ad that runs before your video, yes. you can target that to a zip code. So if you're farming a zip code, I do market updates and then just blast that zip code on a market YouTube pre-roll. YouTube? Mm -hmm. And then wow. that's it. So that's more branding. It parlays with my farm piece that goes out, mm -hmm. but it's great. I get people at the listing appointments that just say, I don't, I see you everywhere. That's, yep. and it's, I know why, you know. And you're in the competition is fierce here. <sighs> Big time. Check out the rainbow, dude. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Mid podcast rainbow in San Diego. Gangster. I knew magic was gonna happen <laughs> when, when we got together. Oh, and you got to absolutely! Drop 
Like, isn't that insane, dude? It's uh, it's, Does this it's, happen all the time here? No, but it's raining today. So it's and it's a really light mist, and that's really rare because it's like May. It's not supposed to rain. We do say May gray uh, before June gloom, but like it's pretty rare. It's been beautiful all weekend, and then today it just got rainy. Kind that's of, pretty which ridiculous. Gave us this, dude. And yeah. I'm like, like I'm kidding a little bit, but like I really feel like we're on the same wavelengths. Yep. And the rainbow is real. I don't know if like Sam was actually able to get that. You were able to get that. Do you remember? Okay, so you remember where we really met or got to know each other was um, during uh, Buyer Hunt. Do you remember this when I did the yes. debate show? Yes. On TV. Yes. Oh, oh <laughs> my God! This, we right? gotta recall this. Story. You remember this? Yes, a hundred percent. Okay, that's yes. where we got into it. So I was debating Greg Haig uh, yes. on about uh, Zillow. Before it was Stop. called. Buyer hunt. It was, it was stop, stop Zillow, Zillow campaign. Yes. Yeah, I, I, oh we did the God. debate this show. Is absolutely, how about we about Stop Zillow, and I t- basically talked about how dumb that was that everybody said Stop Zillow. I, I, I'm okay if you say Beat Zillow, build something better, but they were just saying Zillow should go away because yeah. of whatever they're crying about it, you know. And then Greg Haig came out with Buyer Hunt. Yes. And then you, you and Nicole went out. We right? went to, out. Yeah, to so Arizona. Because we literally the first episode of the Real World. I remember. If you go back to the Real World, which Jason's yep. going to be on the Real World at some point. Actually, you should come to Anaheim. Uh, I'll be there. Um, I'll in August. Yeah. Nicole will be there, and you'll be on the Real. Is this World. for Car or Nar conference it's for, or something? Uh, or? Tom Ferry Summit. Oh, got it. In yeah. August. I was telling my team we we're going to go out there for that. I, yeah. I, I I just stopped coaching with Tom Ferry, but I love the summit. Dude, it's, it's you're, fantastic. You're going to cool. If you can do it, we'd love to have you on the Real World. Uh, I'm in. So. Our first real word, episode one and episode two was really all about. Because then he came on on two, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we did like a Facebook live uh, back and, you know, not a debate. We're like, these guys, if you look up your debate. The boxing gloves. You guys had boxing gloves. Yeah. You had a belt, all yep. this kind of stuff. Yep. And, uh, and absolutely, when I saw that, when I saw your debate and I saw what Greg was putting out there, I had just like all these emotions of like, this is what is wrong yep. right now with our industry. hundred percent that people are kicking and screaming. Like literally he, the problem I had with Greg and I actually got to know Greg a little mm-hmm. bit cause I went to his home. Yeah. 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 Right. And, and he's actually not a bad guy at yeah. all. He got caught up in this whole like thing and the yeah. people really, I blame it on all the people around him. And I've said this to their faces. Mm-hmm. Like I blame it on you guys for continuing to feed him for to sure. go forward with this. Yep. Right. And it's, it's when he started to say, Remember when we had the real estate book? I remember. That is absolutely what drove me nuts. Yep, that was my opening argument to the to the thing. I said, I said yours. You crush him in that debate, by the way. But they, he won fifty five forty five. I remember the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, yeah. He had a, his his minions, his his army vote and stuff like that. I I felt like that. Anyways, um, I remember the whole thing, and then his whole kind of at the end, he was saying, "Well, I've got this thing coming out." But he, I was like, "Well, what is it? You know, if you have a better alternative, Zillow, I would love to hear it." I'm just yeah. talking. I'm living in the real world, and I'm just saying like how we should you know kind of play with the whole game. And he said, "Well, I can't tell you about it, but coming next month, I'm going to have a party and we'll release it." And then that's where you came in. You said the same thing on your live, kind of. He challenged you. You talked to him, and then he flew you out for the opening party. Yeah. First class, uh, by the way. And then buyer hunt dropped, and it was fantastic. It was. <laughs> it I was, don't. I don't want to mock. I mean, it's just it's it's gone now, right? It's. I don't think it's exist. I. I mean, literally, we got the app yep. um a couple weeks before i guess it was even on the i don't even know how it works but like i went in there and it was like basically if you went to the party you were free for life and mm-hmm. it's like free it's never it was a two two app product right the agent app and then yeah. the, but see it was all what it was was a, a glorified version of zillow's coming soon feature which now compass also has Correct. compass coming soon where you have to upload pre mls and so that d- demand or it gets the buyer demand to go there and eventually buyers will start there and then not go to Zillow. Okay. Anything that's a feature is not a legit 
no. company. It's not a legit option. It's nope. not a legit reason. Like, look what happened to Snapchat. Yep. Yep. Their entire thing became Instagram stories. Snapchat was a feature. Yep. And then Instagram said, okay, we great. Can, we can do that too. And we already have the user base. And so what was weird about it was it's not like Zillow didn't have coming soon. And then they turned it on and put buyer hunt out. They already had it. And they I'm like, your, your app, your feature is something that already exists on a bigger scale. It was weird. Like, and the whole thing was weird when I was at his home. Like this guy, Kevin Ward, I don't know, he's a coach uh, or something. Mm. He was like, I mean, I don't know how much Greg paid him or what, they must be really good friends, but the whole thing was weird because it's like, you're really like, does anybody else hear what's going on? You're talking about coming soon. Yeah, it's coming soon. But the thing it irked me is that I think they raised a lot of money from agents across the nation. And, and I was, I was thinking to myself, they like did. I didn't, I, Greg is a very nice guy and obviously I don't I want to make that clear and I've made it clear, clear very clear multiple times yeah. I really like Greg I just think the whole macro thing felt like a scam to me yeah. so when when I saw people's money leaving their accounts and going to this account and I was just like oh that that makes me irk inside you could be putting that money to something else like I, I yeah that's where I had the rub on it dude that's bit. so that's where we met well crazy. I mean I think we had followed each other before that but yeah. like I remember but that was like out. we're like we were like dude. mutually vested in the, the buyer hunt yeah. situation about 2014 15 yeah and we kind of knew how that was going to play out but it played out it, so yeah. let, let's switch gears a little bit who are you i mean you mentioned gary v mm -hmm. earlier but in the real estate industry mm -hmm. who are you really closely watching who do you really admire um that's in our industry whether they're in sales or in marketing or product or totally. startups yeah, I, uh, I'm watching Open Door. I think everybody should be, in a sense. Like, in I, I don't know, they're not on the East Coast yet, but obviously they're they're, yeah, they're raising. Not our market. They're not here in San Diego yet either, but they're they're Pacific Southwest kind of is where they're growing and stuff, and they just raised another 400 million from SoftBank, which is our biggest investor at Compass. And so if Compass is big, or if SoftBank's big play is Compass and Open Door, I'm thinking to myself, well, why? What do they see in Open Door? And I see why Zillow Instant Offers and Open Door has a niche in the United States. You know, I see why this could work. It's not going to take over the business, yeah. but it's 10%, 15. There's a, there's a niche. You for don't it. see open door as a feature. It, it think about open door yeah, in the sense of iBuyer, right? If you say iBuyer, cause compass Keller Williams feature. is coming out with iBuyer compass will probably have an iBuyer. Right. Every brokerage will have an iBuyer. I just, Correct. I wonder if open door maybe made it there first enough. I, I don't know. It's interesting. Will Zillow instant offers be enough to put open door out? It's an interesting question. So how about we just say the iBuyer feature I'm keeping an eye on. I just like, I think Eric Wu and open door did it first. So I like, I'm keeping an eye on that. Um, I, I, I like Glenn's How about any individual? Yeah. Glenn from AXP. Um, I think it's super interesting what they're doing. Um, I'm not, it's not, it's not for me per se, but I think what they're doing to like the mass market of real estate agents, I think that, I think that Keller Williams was so big because of the profit sharing and stuff. And then, yeah. so their EXP has a, a, another layer to that. And I think they're getting a lot of agents now. So I'm keeping an eye on it. I don't think it's something, you know what I mean? I just because I, I'm watching them doesn't mean I think they're going to impact me per se. I just, I'm watching those. Sure. Um, I get that. I, yeah, for sure. And then, um, of course, you know, uh, Gary Vee, he's the marketing side. I, I watch, but again, I watch what they do. I don't necessarily listen to what they say. I watch what they do. Um, and then any of the top producers, you know, you hear in San Diego, Seth O'Byrne, Kyle West, so guys like that, that have been established for a long time. I watch what they're doing. Um, I always watch what they're doing. That's, that's yeah. super smart, dude. And yeah. not being afraid. Well, I mean, you're bringing up two competitors here. Like, Oh, I mean, right? I mean yeah, in like a sense. It's just I, I'm six years in. They're 15 years in. I'm yeah. not comparing myself to them. I'm watching what they're doing because I, I want to get there in 10 years what it took them 20. You know what I mean? So I can get on that level. 
Um, and, it, and it works nationally, too. There's agents across the nation that I study and watch and, and watch what they do for sure. Yeah. Now, you said uh, earlier you were in Tom Ferry coaching. Mm-hmm. You're, you're obviously you're like an open book, dude. You're, totally. you're amazing. You're just so my style, like willing to learn from anybody. Yeah. You said you went to another coaching. Yeah. 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 So we still here. Yeah. We're not trying to. No, no, no. We switched. TF so when we man. when we joined Compass, my old brokerage, my indie brokerage was a Tom Ferry coach um, and it was fantastic. I actually did my Tom Ferry business plan on the or my business plan on Tom Ferry's thing, even though we weren't in the coaching. And uh, I pay a lot considerably more for Steve Scholl, who's a performance coach um here in la actually but he has a lot of la and, and san diego agents um i'm probably his lowest agent like i mean he's coaching 100 million dollar agents which is fantastic just real estate just real estate um he does he works with santiago who's mauricio's business partner at the agency he works oh, wow. with a lot of top producing la west hollywood type agents stephanie younger people like that um and then it's it's a little bit more mindset coaching and so whereas tom ferry the five five fours and the you know he taught me how to run a facebook ad and stuff like that which was fantastic steve's more like why aren't you doing 100 deals this year like why what's wrong in your brain to get you how do i get you from 25 to 100 or something along those lines and he'll dissect the mindset angle of it a little bit more which i which i appreciate well because there are levels to Mm -hmm. this oh big time right and so how do you advance the level how do you skip a couple levels those are things that i'm always thinking about yep and how do i get in front of the people or with the people totally that have been on those levels like yeah the like all the people downstairs right yeah. like the 400 ceos at correct this event, yeah right they can help you skip a level get to the next level right he when i came in initially with my business plan i did 20 i think i did 22 deals last year or something i said i want to get to 30 and he was kind of like dude you could get lucky and go from 22 to 30 you know what i mean that's not going to take a change in your business to get from 22 to 30 right. but you have to fundamentally change your business that's to get so to 100 true, and then he said what's your real goal i said 100 he said well the what you're doing at 22 will not get you to 100 you're gonna have to change the way you do business and now in my mind i'm doing business like a hundred deal a year producer instead of a 22. you are so right about the like there's an agent basically in my marketplace she's been phenomenal i'm not saying her name but phenomenal luxury agent but everybody's like she just owns this particular town mm-hmm. i'm like she is great she's fabulous she always has like one of the highest price sales of the year mm-hmm. every single year but i was like i gotta just look up her last 15 years mm-hmm. and her last 15 years are basically the same year after year after year. Yep. And they're, it, they're not even that big. It's yeah. just that she has these big, like, eye-catching Sale. sales, yep. right? And maybe that's by design. Maybe she just wants to do, like, 10 to 15 deals a year, right? Totally. Right? But you're absolutely, like, she got lucky a couple times and went to, like, 22 deals and mm-hmm. then back on a 10 and a 15 and and – you can just have a good year and kind of add a few deals. But for her to go or anyone to go from 15, 20 to that hundred mark to 250 mm-hmm. or grow a team that could do like Doug, who you just met yep. 500 deals yep. in a year that requires different, you know, things in your calendar. Yep. You're hanging oh, out with different people, 100%. having different conversations. Yep. hundred percent. You're waking up, you're going to different networking events. You're doing different, you're farming differently. You're doing social media differently. You're hiring people to do a lot of that stuff for you so that you can do the money-making activities of calling your leads or calling your clients, you know, whereas before you were worried, I was worried a lot more about lead generation 
Um, now I figured out how to maybe outsource that a little bit more and focus more on, on my sphere and, and following up with those leads. And it just changes the way you think about business. But then you're right too. I mean, it got down to the point where I have to think about going out on a Thursday to a happy hour because then I'm not going to wake up as early on Friday, which is part, you know what I mean? It, it actually made me think of lifestyle changes that I needed to do to make uh, the difference to go from 25 to hundred. One decision at night can hold you back. Like, you, that compounds. You yeah. make one bad decision every single week yeah. on a night, and you ruin one day oh. of your week. Yeah. And then you compound that throughout a year. Yeah, yeah, it's big time. It's fifty days. Yeah, it's big time. Yeah. All right, dude. Let's. We're gonna wrap this thing up. Love it. Give me one piece of advice for you started in this business six years ago. You had some real estate background with Wells and all this kind of stuff. Like, give us the one piece of advice for someone that's starting over. Maybe it's a mistake you made. A lot of agents watching this, maybe they're in one, year one, two, or three. Mm -hmm. What's that one piece of advice? I think uh, if you're a brand new agent, so you, I don't know if it's first year or something like that, I would say that the, the worst thing I did was try to go out on a loan. I think it took me three years to get yeah. started instead of getting started right away. Um, I'm and I'm self-aware, but I was very egotistical, so I'd I didn't want to I'd love to dig work. into that a little bit. So many people come into the industry brand new, uh -huh. and they're just like, teams now yeah. solo agents. Yeah, I'm not going to give away 50% of my commission for nothing, right? But 50% of zero is still zero. So if you do 50%, so if you do 100% of your commission, but you only do three deals a year, or you go, you jump on Kyle Whistle's team here in San Diego, and you do 30 deals your first year, but you did it at 50%, you're in a much better position than you would have been going at it solo. And I think if you can give up the ego for a couple of years, what all you have to do is go type in your zip code on Zillow, invert the sales, see which the top five biggest producing teams are, and go work for one of them first that's probably the best thing you could do early on because what is it in our statistic 90 percent of agents don't make it through their first two years yeah. that's why because you're eating top ramen for two years and you're initially you know but if you can get through that phase and that'll help you you get on a top producing team it's the best thing you could do that's fire advice man that is unbelievable and i cannot wait now until august we're gonna put them on the schedule love it august real word the real word you're gonna meet nicole can't wait super pumped man yeah nicole's and, awesome uh, she is she good. is pretty cool good and uh, I'm just super pumped we got to do this. Boom. I love awesome. it. Thank you, Jason. I love it, brother. Thank, Thank you, you so much.